This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 15th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today's episode, we're talking transfer portal takeover in college football. Every game I watch, every box score I look at, I see a transfer. So I thought we'd get on our transfer portal guru, Clint Brewster, did our rankings for the transfer portal top 150, does a weekly look at the top transfer performers in college football. Thought we'd get him on to talk about a few of the standouts. Lots of quarterbacks and lots of running backs are making serious waves. As far as news goes, well, as I record on a, on a Tuesday afternoon, we haven't had a coach fired yet. So we're we're uh, ahead of yesterday as, as we kind of pick up the pieces uh, for Clay Helton. I saw that Luke Fickle is a co-favorite. I saw that James Frank Franklin gave a non-answer when asked about his interest in the USC job. Wouldn't expect him to give a real answer on that, not, not with especially with Auburn coming to Happy Valley this week. And other news, though, Justin Flo, the promising young Oregon linebacker, is out for the season with a leg injury. The Ducks, not great for them, kind of wounded at linebacker right now, but really would just like to get star edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau back. And then there's a little bit of a scuttlebutt about this uh, tweet from Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated that college football officials are set to pass a one-year waiver to immediately expand the 25-man football signing limit. Coaches could replace up to seven players who leave for the portal. So you go from 25 max signees to 32. Andrew Ivins, 24-7 sports recruiting analyst, was digging around on the ramifications of this. We thought it would be a massive ripple effect because think about it, you get our Alabama goes, all right, we're going to take seven extra kids we weren't going to take. And then Florida that hurts Florida's because they were going to get those seven. And so then Florida reaches for seven extra kids. And then you go down the pecking order and then Georgia Tech reaches for seven kids. And then Louisiana Lafayette reaches for seven and it goes all the way down to UMass, which is left with, uh, you know, seven, seven worse players than they thought they were going to get. The conclusion that Andrew came to currently as I, as I just just spoke to him is he reached out to a few director of player personnel in uh, around college football they don't think it's going to change all that much because to get the extra 7 you have to be filling up with all 25 high schoolers and no one was planning on doing that and no one has room to do that because of covid kids coming back and because this is a one year waiver and not a new rule forever it's you know it's not like we're waiting for those covid kids to cycle out so we'll see could be massive uh, could be really nothing. Uh, we'll just have to stay tuned and we'll, we'll hope to have a good update for you that soon on 24-7 Sports in regards to that. All right, without further ado, let's talk to Clint Brewster about the transfers. Clint Brewster joins us as promised. Clint, I feel like it's been really hard every week to locate the best transfer and then and then the top five. It feels like you turn on the TV or you check the box scores and it's just transfers everywhere showing out this season. Yeah, you're right. And, and uh, what we talked about think yesterday it was that it's caused like kind of an increased parity you know in the sport and I, I think though it's a it's a great thing you know it's immediate help for for teams and and um, it gives players a chance that are sitting on the bench and I mean it's been awesome to see this year it's I've, I've really uh, I've really enjoyed it it's been fun for sure and it's been 
there's a very good chance that your favorite team has one or two impact transfers. Some teams are, you know, we're really transfer heavy and, it, and it's paying off. And, you know, even like in Alabama who didn't need the transfer help, Jamison Williams showed out in week one against Miami and made an impact. I have a stat, Clint. I'm going to read out a few of these stats and then we're going to dive into some specific guys. But I, I already shared this with you, but I pulled up Pro Football Focus does rankings, ratings uh, of each player at every position group in college football. And of the quarterbacks, the top rated quarterbacks, uh, number five, Will Levis is a transfer. Number six, Tanner Mordecai is a transfer at SMU. Number 18, Bailey uh, Zappi at Western Kentucky is a transfer. So three top 20 quarterbacks are transfers. The number one running back, Zach Charbonnet at UCLA. And number three running back, Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, who we'll get to. The number six wide receiver, Wandale Robinson at Kentucky. He was your transfer of the week in week two. And uh, number 34 receiver, uh, and there's a ton of receivers, so 34 is really good, uh, Samori Torre at Nebraska. The number nine tight end, Jelani Woods. He's at Virginia, a transfer. The number one center, Jacob Gall. He's at Baylor. He was on our radar. He was ranked. The number 14 linebacker, Jacquez Jones at Kentucky from Ole Miss. And then the number 30 edge player, Arnold Ebicati at Penn State has just been a monster. So it backs up the eye test, Clint. These guys are actually doing really good things on the field. I know you want to talk quarterbacks. You were a quarterback. You were a transfer quarterback in college. I feel like the running backs have stolen the show. Charmonet has been a monster. And Kenneth Walker has... Clint, we might have ranked him too low. You know, you're right. I mean, Charbonnet's been been uh, incredible. You know, I, I think it was it was huge what it, uh, what he did against uh, LSU. You know, was was so impressive. I mean, he's he's got 13.1 yards per carry so far. I mean, he might he might save Chip Kelly's job. You know, it's like I mean, UCLA's rolling, and um, the crazy thing is that. Uh, you know, he hasn't even gotten that many carries and, you know, 17. he's, he's at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's only had 17 carries and he's got 220, 23 yards, four touchdowns on the year. I mean, he's, he's got a, a great blend of, of size, speed, power, explosiveness. I mean, he's really showing that, that last year, you know, he was, he was banged up, he was hurt and he's, he's back with a vengeance. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's been fun to watch for sure. And, and Kenneth Walker, we had him in the top 100. Look, I remember we did a podcast on one of our transfer rankings days and we were talking sleepers, Clint. And you're like, Kenneth Walker, the Wake Forest transfer. He's at Michigan State now. Mel Tucker brought a few different running backs in. This is a crowded running back room, or at least it was last year. This is a guy I like. The way Kenneth Walker has been running, and he's kind of got like a, I mean, you talk about Charbonnet's average. Kenneth Walker on 30 carries, averaging 11 yards a pop. He was your transfer of the week in that week one stunner at Northwestern, but now it's not so stunning because Northwestern's not very good and Michigan State might be good. Kenneth Walker is running like he like he wants to be an NFL prospect. Yeah. And he's, uh, like you said, you know, we should have had him, him ranked higher. He was a kind of a sleeper and, but he was, he was incredible against uh, uh, Northwestern 264 yards on 23 carries four touchdowns. I mean, he's got great vision quickness. You know, he really follows those, those crease developments and hides behind his blockers and just, he's so spurty and, and he's, he's built low to the ground and, and he's, he's just, he's got power. He's so hard to tackle. You know, he's, like you said, you know, he's, he's definitely looking like he could be a, you know, an NFL draft pick. 
the quarterbacks, Will Levis, I was not a believer in. And I guess it's only been two games. There was a lot of hype when he went to Kentucky. And I was like, yeah, sure. Strong arm. Was not ever accurate at Penn State. And yeah, sure, can run. But I remember thinking like, all right, you know, he could maybe play linebacker. It's proven me wrong. Has he Has he surprised you too? You know, yeah, he, he I'd say he has. You know, I was, after seeing him throw this offseason and some of the videos I saw of him working out, I was like, okay, man, he's he's got something. We, we've got something here, you know, with his arm and how he can power the football, you know, and, and uh, we saw that in week one. Um, I, I believe they played Louisiana Monroe and, and uh, he had four touchdown passes. He showed he could, he could, you know, the, the ball jumps off his hand and gets it downfield you know, easily. But, but like you said, the accuracy, you know, is the thing that, that, that we want to see him improve on, you know, he was 55% completion Mm -hmm. last week. So, you know, against Mizzou. So we want to see that go up still, but, you know, like you said, he moves around good. He's, he's powerful. He's got the, the tools around him now that I think Kentucky lacked, you know, and with Wandale Robinson and, and, um, and some other guys. So he, he's got some tools that I, I think he can, you know, really use them when he throws down the field. And, and um, yeah, so he, it'll be interesting to see how he does the rest of the way. You mentioned Wandale. I've had a weird experience enjoying watching Kentucky play football. I guess a few years ago with Lynn Bowden, that was fun, but in a in a weird, um, like a, a science experiment way, Clint. Like, can anybody stop this converted receiver playing quarterback? But this actually, the the air raid that they, they got going on, I guess it's an air raid, um, NFL style, you tell me. But Wandale is tremendous. Um, he was your transfer of the week um, in week two. He's running on jet sweeps and end rounds and you know, he's doing his Wandale Robinson thing as a receiver. I don't need to know too much about, like, I, I think it all kind of speaks for itself, but can you believe that Kentucky is somehow appointment television? Yeah, I mean, like you said with with with, uh, with Wandale, he's one of the most explosive players in the country, and it's he's so fun to watch, you know? Like, you saw him take the handoff um, last week and take it, 68 yards and and um you know i keep going back to the phrase with with wandale like he just helps expand the offense so so well and and with the versatility that he can do it's been so much fun you know and and you've got other players there dare rosenthal and on the offensive line who's who's played well and, and i think kentucky hit the jackpot with um the transfer portal yeah they've got that linebacker jacques jones playing as well a few other quarterbacks clint Bailey Zappi is the number one passer in the country. He's from Houston Baptist. He's at Western Kentucky now. His uh, offensive coordinator, Zach, uh, Zach Kitley, uh, went with him as well. And they're, they've just turned that program around. Have you watched him? I, I know he's popping up on the box score. I haven't. Um, I, I went to I went to a double dogs on Saturday. Actually, I think I caught like the fourth quarter. Um, they, they made a comeback and, and I think they covered. But I, I haven't really like studied the film. Is, is this big kid, small kid? Is this system quarterback? Will we ever see him on NFL Sunday? Is this just a classic, pure college football quarterback? We should just sit back and enjoy put up video game numbers. 
you know, I don't know if he has the the real high NFL upside, but you know, he's been uh, productive so far this year with 859 yards, 10 touchdowns and two interceptions in in uh, two games. And I mean, like you said, I've I've watched him some and just he diagnoses so well, he gets the ball out, he's so natural in the pocket with his his operational quickness and his 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 pocket presence and and just uh you know how smoothly he runs that offense. He's a natural passer. He's he's got the accuracy downfield. You know he completed seventy percent of his his balls against uh, Army, and uh, the week before he, he completed eighty percent of his passes mm-hmm. for seven touchdowns in in the um, in the week one opener against UT Martin. Obviously, it's just it's just UT Martin, but seven yeah. touchdowns against anybody is pretty good. <laughs> Tanner Mordecai, I got to give you props here, man. You were like, this should be the number one quarterback in the transfer rankings. And I know I was like, Clint, we've been fooled by these Oklahoma transfers before, before, like Austin Kendall, whatever. You stuck to it and you were like, it's not just the SMU scheme. I, I think this kid's really good. Sure enough, he's 12th nationally in passing, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. He had to win a, a quarterback battle that we weren't expecting with Preston Stone and, and another guy. But yeah, Tanner Mordecai is, his, is just doing his thing. I mean, I, I really liked what I saw from him at Oklahoma, you know, and, and just how he can flick the ball downfield and, you know, kind of like Zappy, he can, you know, he diagnoses so well and, and just sees things and, and uh, he's got the pocket presence. He's got the arm. He's just such a natural passer. And you can tell that that he's he he's got some experience. He's played in a similar system, you know, and, and he... Uh, he's been coached just, just so extremely well, you know, with Lincoln Riley and, and being at Oklahoma, you know, he pushed Spencer Rattler there. And, you know, I just, I really think that uh, he's going to be really good for them the rest of the way. Two more guys I want to talk about Jelani Woods. This Virginia offense is, is scary somehow. I never thought I'd say that, but they're, they're really good. Jelani popped this weekend, Clint, the Oklahoma State transfer. I think, what is he, 6'7? Six, 6'7, seven? Six, I mean, he. 6'7, six, yeah, 265. Yeah, he, so he used all of that 6'7 frame to one of, one of those catches he had, uh, scored a touchdown too, I think. Um, I'm, I'm excited to watch him the rest of the season. Yeah, that was awesome. That I think it was a 48 yard touchdown that he had. Um, and he he looked like a, a NFL you know high draft pick. I mean you, I mean you look at his athleticism at that size, his skills in the passing game. Uh, he can catch the ball in double coverage. You know over the middle. He's you know he came from Oklahoma State and they just they didn't use him much. I'm sure he just he wanted to get out and, and be used in the passing game, not just a blocker. You know I don't know if they wanted to to pin him just as a blocker because he's so big. But I mean, he's he was impressive. You know, I he had 144 yards receiving last week, I believe. Uh, 122 yards receiving on on five catches with that touchdown, and and it was kind of his breakout moment, his breakout game. You know, and and uh, it was it was cool to see. I mean, I think big things are ahead for him. Yeah, it's disappointing that Oklahoma State wanted to know how to use him. He kind of we we look we look at the frame. I don't think he's his as buff, but kind of like a Brandon Pettigrew vibe, Clint will throw back to yeah, the mid, mid 2000 big 12. So I knew you'd appreciate that one. Last Absolutely. one. And speaking of like throwback and historical player comparisons, I think Penn state just rolls these guys out on a factory. But in the case of Arnold 
Eva Katie, and we we practiced saying that name uh, before we went live because we want to we want to you know do him right. So Eva Katie. In the case of him, Clint, I mean th- they've got two guys on the edge, uh, Jesse Lakita, who are just really playing well, and it's. Last year, they sent uh, Odafe Owe to the first round a few years ago. Uh, Yetzir Gross Matos was an early draft pick. They they just do this every year. And I, I would just, you know, what do you see when you when you look at Arnold? Um, and they got a big game this week against uh, Auburn. Yeah, I mean, he he's been really impressive and and like you said, there's there's so many good defensive players on that team, you know, and and they just they just produce them at Penn State. And I mean, this kid, you know, 87.7 pass rush grade on PFF. I mean, this guy comes off the ball with which and his motor, he creates havoc. He pressures the QB, you know, he's, he tackles well, you know, he came from, he came from temple and he's got that temple toughness, you know, mm-hmm. to him, that temple grit. And, you know, he's been a huge addition for them and, and uh, you know, kind of a big surprise. I, I did not think that he would be as good as he's been, you know, so it's, it's huge for Penn State. Yeah, he's uh, probably going to put Bo Nix on the ground once or twice Saturday <laughs> night in Happy Valley. Clint, appreciate you joining us, doing great work at 24-7 Sports. Yeah. Make sure you're checking out Clint, um, at Clint's work every, every week. He does the top transfer performers, doing a few other transfer portal stories too. Follow him on Twitter at ClintBrew247. Clint, the portal's going to heat up soon, so we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on shortly. Appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Clint Brewster, my man, for joining us. Always fun to talk to him. Keep it locked here at the College Football Daily Podcast. Five days a week, the biggest stories in college football. We're talking about all of it. We've still got this week. We're going to talk about the Florida quarterback situation. Yeah, they got a big game this weekend at home against Alabama. And then on Friday, we'll preview the entire week three slate. I don't know who's going to be joining us for that episode yet. Um, We'll just have to see. So my name's Trey Scott. Our producer's Lance Glenn. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.